And hello, you're all very welcome to Can Projects Astro. We got a super, 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 super exciting day lined up, and I'm your host Shane McKay, and we've got very super special guest <laughs> called the Scopes Born in <laughs> <Scopes>. studio <laughs> for real. Yeah, see that? <laughs> okay, great. So yeah, we just spent like an hour or so getting uh, some really, really, really amazing uh, photographs from the James Webb Telescope. Mm -hmm. According to USD, yeah. NASA and, and ESA as well. ESA, is, yeah, European Space Agency. They they launched uh, the telescope in the Ariane five rocket. So it was Europe put it into space, and NASA made it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So NASA yeah. operates it as well, but it's an international. Yeah. Uh, project. Yeah, which is great, like to see that kind of cross collaboration, like in mm. science, is it's really it's, it's a great thing. So yeah, the James Webb, they I'm I'm sure a lot of people have already seen this and some seen some of the pictures, but it's so inspiring. We're like we we're, we have to do a show about mm. this, and Carl's quite knowledgeable and will be able to explain mm, to, a degree, yeah. <laughs> to a degree. More than a layman. Yeah, know. that's it. <laughs> um, I wouldn't call myself a professional on this topic, but I know enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's great to share this kind of stuff. So, um, you've, how's your Instagram going? Actually, I'm gonna pull it's that not up bad. It's been uh, my astrophotography's been a bit on pause since March due to kind of work commitments and ridiculous amounts of clouds. So I've gotten out once since March. So you can see the, the first image there that looks like a pelican, <laughs> pelican nebula. That's that's the latest image I've done. But yeah, yeah, I love that one actually. Yeah. So it's space for people who'd like to check out Carl Bourne's Instagram. It's spaced out of it. All one word. All one word. And he's out got of some it. great stuff. And there's also an, a link to Carl's astrophotography exhibition in the Link to Hope Gallery on the Can Projects website, and you'll find a link to that in the description of this broadcast so let me just go back so we've got a lot of we've got a lot of stuff cooking here that we're going to have to get through mm. um there we go we're back yeah. <laughs> uh, but one, one thing we wanted to try and do with this show today is give a really good description of what we're seeing visually and so we'll both do that i'm going to try and really describe what i'm seeing visually and then carl's going to chime in with the kind of scientific stuff because there's people out there who can't see the images and it is awe-inspiring and i think it's important that it, these things are supposed to be accessible to everybody yeah yeah they're they're all available on webtelescope.org so you can download a small jpeg zoom in on it and you can download a higher resolution png file or if you've got good enough software that can open uh, a raw image like a tiff image that's you'll get even more detail when you zoom in on those yeah so our, our main point of reference is going to be the james uh, sorry james web webtelescope.org yeah. web i'm going to yeah. pull that up in a minute but just to explain again we're, we're going to really do it really tr try and make a strong effort to describing words what we're actually mm. saying so that if yeah. there are people out there or there are people out there in the audience who are only listening to this so we're going to do our best um it might be something that we'll revisit and maybe even put over some kind of um additional um um visual descriptions but we'll do our best mm. so i'm going to pull up the old the old uh 
and get it right. There we go. So that's the, for people who are watching the video at the moment, that's the James, well, James Web, Web, James Web uh, website, which is at webtelescope.org. Yeah. So we've already kind of um, got some stuff queued up here, but I really recommend people actually go to this website and check it mm -hmm. out because it's absolutely awe-inspiring. The images are just unbelievable. Yeah. And Carl, I mean, like you're really, you really get off on this astro stuff. So like, oh, yeah. What what was your when you saw these images for the first time? Can you put like what kind what 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 was your first feeling when you saw them? <laughs> um, I, like as an astrophotographer, I I was just blown away by the actual detail because I've seen the Hubble images over the last few years, and now when you see a web image compared to the Hubble, it's uh, like the differences taking a photo with a. a early 2000s Nokia and uh, modern day DSLR camera. That's just the, the level of detail is absolutely insane. Yeah, it's pretty inspiring, yeah. all right. And, and the depth that the Webb telescope can see into space compared to Hubble, it's like... Uh, yeah, we're going to get crazy. into the science a little bit more and you're going to help out with explaining why that is and mm -hmm. the difference between the Hubble telescope and the, 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 the way the sensors work. And yeah, we're going to get into that later, yeah. but it's quite, it's very, very interesting, like how mm -hmm. the whole thing kind of how they're able to get these images. The, the detail is quite fascinating, yeah. really. I suppose we can mention it quickly. What is it? There's they've three types of sensors, is it? There's, it's infrared. But yeah, it's, so it looks looks at the kind of uh, near-infrared and mid-infrared range of the electromagnetic spectrum. So, yeah, uh, <clears throat> the infrared capabilities of web kind of allow it to see through all these massive clouds of dust and the, the nebulae that are in space, so you can see things behind that. But it, it also brings out insane levels of detail in uh, like the nebulosity areas and galaxies showing the the star forming regions in certain galaxies and uh, basically levels of detail that we've never been able to see before we're seeing galaxies behind these uh ob objects like the you're, you're seeing through the the gas what is it dust. it's able to fit in, it's able to like filter out a particular well, gas is that not, not so much it, it, it infrared light um it will travel through these objects. It's a it's a longer wavelength of light, so it it will the infrared passes through these clouds of dust. So it enable the the infrared uh, instruments on web enable you to see what's behind these objects as well as see the object in much higher detail. So yeah, we've got a, we've actually got a great comparative image here. Mm. Um, I keep going to the wrong <laughs> thing. There we go. That's it. Bear with us, yeah. folks, please. So this is uh, again. This is the the, the Web Space Telescope on uh, webtelescope.org. Most of the images we're going to be showing us from there. There's one or two from NASA and there's one from Wikipedia. But this is a, a Hubble Ultra Deep Field image, yeah. and I mean it's quite impressive. Like as yeah. it is, like can when we it came zoom out, in there. Yeah, when it came out at the time, I think it was. I don't have no control there. No, oh, it's not letting us. Okay. Um, boy, is that yeah, I think it was 2014 this image came out. Um, 2014, yeah. Yeah, 
basically what they did with Hubble was they said, let's point Hubble <clears throat> at an area of sky that seems to have nothing. And they ha had it pointed at it for days and days. I think it was like around 10 to 12 days or something like that. So, like And then all of a sudden, all these galaxies just popped up from an area of sky that's <clears throat> smaller than a grain of sand or let's say a grain of rice held at arm's length. That's the area of sky it's looking at. So they just pointed it at nothing in particular. And this field of galaxies, like thousands of galaxies it, just appeared. What is it? It's a long exposure <clears throat> and then stacked? Or yeah, it's, it, it's the it's same way most uh, astrophotography is done. It's you're taking a lot of long exposures and stacking them, like adding all them exposures together to bring out detail. So that's what they did with uh, Hubble back then. It's just like, let's pick an inconspicuous area of the sky where n there seems to be nothing. And it just turned out that there was so much there. Kind of. So like what I'm saying here, just to give a bit of a visual description is like, and this is on the Hubble one, is we're saying kind of, we're saying ga swirls kind of, which would be what there, that's... It's a, yeah, spiral galaxy. Spiral galaxy. Then yeah. there's loads of those. Yeah, loads, um, loads. And then there's, I suppose, there's like multicolored orbs, like lots of different orbs yeah. of different kind of colors and yeah. shades. And um, so the redder ones are ones that are the furthest away because okay. the expansion of the universe so when that light leaves, it's at a certain wavelength, but as it's traveling through space and the universe is expanding, so it's stretching that wavelength of light into the infrared because so the, the wavelength is getting longer. So that the redder the galaxy is that you're looking at, the further away it is from us. Right, yeah. So it's called redshift. So anything that's moving away from you at a certain speed, will its light will move more towards the infrared end of the electromagnetic spectrum. Right, yeah. And so any of the brighter objects here, you can see with spikes, they'd be stars in our own galaxy. So you see the, with the, there's like two. Do you need your finger? Yeah, go and give me my finger there. Yeah, so this right here. And where are we going? This one right here. So they're stars in our own galaxy. But everything else, every other source of light, is another galaxy out in space. It's it's immense. And, and so, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, then. this uh, like when this came out back then, it blew everyone's minds. It just it's like wow, the universe is way bigger than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking at an area of sky so small and there's that many galaxies in it, it's it's insane. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna pull up the oh, that's another version of Hubble. I'll just show that really quick there. Um. Mm. It's not letting us zoom in for some reason again. There we go. Now that one is does have a it's, bit more yeah. detail, but it's kind of grainy, isn't it? It's a bit grainy looking or something. Uh, yeah, it would be a little bit. But yeah, this is another of the Hubble deep field images. Again, you're... you're it's kind it's of... A bit, it's, it's a bit... It's a bit... There's more brighter. light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. it took in more light, but... So this, can you point this one out? What are we seeing there? That's, that's a star in our own galaxy. Right. Basically, if you're looking at any of these deep field images, if you see a bright source of light with those diffraction spikes coming out of it that's generally well not generally but it's always a star in our own galaxy that's in the foreground but right it's everything else, yeah anything that looks like a colorful smudge that's another galaxy right right okay so and now to go yeah. to web web this was the first image yeah. that they showed wasn't it yeah this was uh it was kind of like the teaser image um they got 
uh, Joe Biden to announce this one. And what you're seeing here is it's, uh, it's a phenomenon called gravitational lensing. So all these streaks here around there, they're galaxies that are actually behind this cl little cluster of galaxies here. And what is, so it's gravitational lensing. So basically what's happening there is you've got an ob you've got a, let's say that my fist is a cluster of galaxies in the foreground. There's an object here and that's emitting light in all directions. So light that's traveling here is getting affected by the gravity of this uh, cluster of galaxies and it's being bent around. So what you're seeing is basically lensing. It's, it's, it's gravity acting like a lens. So it's yeah. showing you something that's behind something. Because it's so, the distance is so vast. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's, it's, yeah, the distance is vast, but it's the, it's the amount of gravity of the little cluster that's in the foreground. And that's, in a way, you could kind of compare it to, like, you know, when you see heat waves, like in a distance. Yeah. But it's like the further back you go, the, the more extreme the effect. Um, not so much, really. It's um, it's the the more gravity you have, the the more it's going to bend the light around the certain object. So light traveling up like that, and it comes past, and it'll bend down and around. So we're we're observing from this side here. Yeah. So you're seeing, like, let's say my head is that galaxy cluster, and my hand here is us. And then here is light traveling from something and it'll bend around like that okay. and come down to us and we'll see it like that. Right, so this, right. my my head galaxy cluster, you're technically able to see behind that because of the gravity right. that's bending everything. So right, okay. right, right here, can you zoom in a bit more to just above where my finger is? Can. I'll put no. the high res. Yeah, so you're seeing a, a little streak just here. Is it going in? Yeah. So, like that's you, you're insane. Look, now look yeah. at the detail yeah. on that. Like. So you're looking. So this section here, you're seeing that one galaxy twice. So right, that's okay. the, that's a part of the galaxy, and then it's the light is being warped and stretched, and then you're seeing the galaxy again down here. And then the same with over here and as can, well. Does, so. Can they filter that in any way, or is that just well, they don't need to filter that? That's okay. what they were looking for. Right. Okay. That it's what they did was uh, to figure out that this was the same galaxy. They used the uh, uh, the nearest. I think it was the near infrared uh, slitless spectrograph, and that allowed them to analyze the wavelengths of light. Yeah, look at this. Look at the detail like, on that. Like, like that's a spike there. So that's, you, yeah, that's one of the there? Yeah, that's one of the diffraction there. spikes yeah, so from, from that there. bright star. Look at the detail. Like, yeah. That's ridiculous. Like. Yeah, it's crazy. And you wouldn't have gotten that resolution with Hubble. The amount of stuff just in that one yeah. little thing there. Like. They're all galaxies, man. It's crazy. It is pretty Blow, crazy. blows my mind every time. I, I love sitting at home and zooming in on each image. There's something primal about it almost. The first yeah, time I saw is, that, I yeah. was like, yeah. there's a primal thing <laughs> off it. It's kind of yeah. weird. Like, so, it's, I don't know. It just speaks to you, like, or something. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's mind blowing. Like, really, look at that one up the top there. That's a beautiful one. That's why. Yeah, the the, the different shapes that they're showing. That yeah, that's look at that. Like yeah, yeah. Wow. And yeah. so this was the first image that they released. Yeah, yeah. 
So we're going to move on to the super impressive one now. Ah, well, they're all super impressive, yeah, but yeah, but the, this, the next this, one is. So do, do you want to do the, will we show the comparative one first? Well, no, we'll show, show the web one show first, web one first so you can see that. And then we can show you where or the size of the, what you're actually looking at. So, so again, all these images are courtesy of NASA. Yep. All public domain. All public domain. All we, free to download from uh, webtelescope.org. So you're getting you're getting like reasonably good resolution on this recording, but we definitely recommend you go mm -hmm. and check out yeah. uh, what's it called again? Web Webtelescope.org. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So Carl, what are well, I'll, I'll, let me just explain what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a vast amount of texture and colour, like golden and red. And then in the top, there's like it goes from black to blue, like mm. sky blue almost. Mm. And it's just dotted with those um what you call them they're they're the closer ones with the spikes oh yeah stars stars yeah <laughs> yeah and oh, you, it's, it's vast most, yeah. it's, it's really stars. really vast yeah. like so what are we looking at here you're looking at uh basically a nebula so it's clouds of dust mostly uh hydrogen gas other gases as well and within all these clouds of gas is where stars are born so if have I, is my finger still there? No. So there. if you can zoom in just here. So what you're seeing right there is a star that's being born. It's basically coming to life and it's blasting off jets of energized particles. And it's actually this this whole area here. There's all stars being born, and that's why you can see it's actually being blown apart. The solar winds and stellar radiation, it's blown apart this cloud. So you're actually seeing, kind of, it's like a, a little cave in here within the nebula. And all these stars are blasting that gas away. So what, what's going to happen there is that gas is going to get pushed away, and it's going to clump into more kind of dense areas further out, and it's going to create new stars out there as well. Yeah, so you're, you're basically seeing a star-forming region, and... Uh, all the blue up the top, that's all ionized gas being blasted out away from the nebula. It's like superheated ionized gas. Um, and then the level of detail in this compared to what Hubble was able to capture, you can see all those ripples in the gas cloud. They were never visible before by Hubble. Right. It just looked like a kind of blurry nebula. All, these, all those ripples, those pillars. Um, yeah, all the waves and the gas. The detail it, is unreal. It's, it's crazy, yeah. So, and the thing that was really fascinating about it is that, like, they're seeing so far back in time and space yeah. that we're able to see what it was like when the universe was first forming. Yeah, pretty that's much. That's quite yeah, mind-blowing. So, like, yeah, so because light has a speed limit, so something that's so far away can start sending out light, it's going to take a certain amount of time to get to us. So... The, f the further you look into space, that light has left a long time ago from that. So you're seeing that object as it was when the light left. So when they're look looking at the smallest galaxies in these images, like the, the reddest, smallest galaxies, they go back billions of years, 10 to 13 billions. Like they're still finding uh, galaxies in some of the uh, web images that are breaking records for distance and time. Yes, like every they time they do it, they're breaking records every yeah. time practically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. They're they're finding and this this is gonna they're gonna be able to kind of figure out what 
they, they can use the spectroscope or this little spectrograph instrument and that can tell them uh, information about the gases that are present in the galaxy and yeah, they've the, the level of the concentration. They, yeah, they, they, they on, uh, what was it, Planet, an exoplanet WASP 96b, I think, um, they use the transit method. So that's when the planet orbits in front of its uh, sun, you know, its host star or its parent star. And this planet, it's, it's about half the size of Jupiter. It's a small gas giant and it orbits its parent star in about three to four days. So it's really close and it's really super hot. So they, when, when that planet goes in front of its star, the light from the star dips a little bit and they can use this dip in light to detect the planet and the spectroscope will look at the starlight and when the planet goes in front they can actually measure or they can look at the wavelengths of light and it will show uh, the spectrum will show these absorption lines this kind of dark lines in the spectrum and they're the elements that are absorbing the light from the star so it gives this kind of barcode on the right. spectrum so all these absorption lines and they can tell right so it's absorbing in that wavelength so that means there's this element uh, and so they detected water vapor in the in the atmosphere of this planet basically by just studying its light as it went past its parent star Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, we're going to go for a quick break in a second, but we're and we're going to get into some other details and stuff. Mm. But what was the figure we had? It caught, they were working on this thing for about twenty years. Yeah. We didn't get the exact figure on how many people were working on it, but there were teams. It's, and it teams was a multinational teams. effort. Yeah. There was yeah. engineers from all over the world contributing to different uh, instruments and components and the manufacturing of it. So yeah, it was ten billion. Ten billion. Ten billion. It's the most yeah. expensive. Yeah. Uh, telescope in the world ever they're probably planning the next one as well to replace it like hubble was only in orbit about five or six years before they were planning the webb telescope and it basically its design evolved over the last 20 years okay folks we like to focus on open and inclusive dialogue and sometimes a bit of literature as well. So Chris, we're gonna we're we're opening up a new chapter in the readings, the classic stories for Chris needs. Yeah, we're gonna be starting on the time machine, which is a classic, classic HG Wells novel. It's a classic for a reason as well, because it's really, really good. I love it. It's been made into a film a few times, and uh, sometimes musicals, audio dramas. Chris needs classic readings. And before we get into the concluding part of this episode of the Can Projects podcast, we'd like to recommend you check out the Bee Sanctuary of Ireland.com and you're in for an absolute treat over there. They do amazing photography and you also find them on places on social media like Instagram. And I've seen some absolutely beautiful shots of nature and wildlife. They have 55 acres of land that they've let go wild. And again, we highly recommend you go and check out the BeeSanctuaryOfIreland.com. Are you an artist or creator with a social conscience? Do you have an inspiring story or material to share that's helpful to people? Are you an expert on culture, arts, nature or wellness? 
If this sounds like you or someone you know, we'd love to hear from you at Can Projects, where we advocate that active engagement in positive and creative outlets is beneficial to our health and environment. Our talk show Can Projects podcast reaches 20 plus online platforms and features insightful, inspiring, and expert guests. You can check out the show on our free archives on Spreaker.com and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you, so please feel very welcome to email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com. Help each other. Help us all. And we're back. You're very welcome back to the Can Projects Astro, where we've got Kyle the Scopes born in studio. For real. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. So we're really getting into it there. So a couple of wee things um, before we get into it. Uh, just in case you're wondering what's the deal with the clock over here we got a clock on now and we got a new visual thing going on we're really happy with this look my hand looks extra small <laughs> <laughs> so the clock is up there because we're basically making a real effort to do everything live so sorry I, I messed up the ads a wee bit there during the break they'll be fixed at some stage when I can get around to it if you'd like to help please get in contact with us with can projects info at gmail.com. We need help. It's a voluntary outreach project. We need project. you. We need you. We really do. We really do need help. So if you're interested in raising awareness about the importance of uh, being involved in your community or getting involved in positive outlets, if you're an artist or a creator or you know somebody who is, please do email us at calmprojects.info at gmail.com. And check out the website, our new look website. The link is in the description. We put a ton of work into it and it's looking super duper. So, okay, Cole, great it's to have you here. It's great to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in the second half of the show. So we're making kind of, oh my Lord, it's really warm in here. It's very warm. Yeah. All yeah. these electronics and yeah. lights. <laughs> it's totally working though, which is great. Yeah. Because last time we had Cole, first time we had him in, studio for real it was fine but this, the, 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 the previous one there were, there were kind of issues with the audio and stuff but it looks like we got it right for real today <laughs> so we were just getting into the nitty gritty there about the James Webb telescope and we have a comparative image do you want to pick out call the region it's this one down here we're going was it the Carina Nebula Carina Nebula it's this is where they took the image um, <clears throat> so basically the image that we were looking at previous um, they call it the Cosmic Cliffs. So zoom out there. So it's part of a larger nebula complex um, called the Carina Nebula, visible in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, so what you're seeing here, if you want to go to the next image, okay. see that in there. So the area, actually, can you get, see this bit up the top here? It's not showing the whole... Oh, things, um, yes, because it's up the top, that little bubble up there in the top right. I'll tell you what, if I zoom in, zoom in I'll be yeah. able to. So we're going to show you. So, yeah, so if you want to zoom into that little bubble in the top right, we're zooming all the way into the area that you saw in the last wow. image. So, yeah, keep going in if you can. Now bring it, go across here on this. Yeah. So, yeah, this, have I got my finger? Yeah, so this region here, uh, move my head. <laughs> so yeah, this this region just around here, that's what the part we were looking at. Is it sideward stamp? Yeah, so okay. it, 
there, there's no up and down in space. So whatever angle you take your image at, that's that's the angle it's imaged. But okay. so yeah, this area you can you can even see this little nubbin up here. That was the the nubbin you could see in the last image. So basically, the size of my hand here, and then that's that's the whole nebula that we're yeah. You, you can you can just see the the range of zoom. You and this call was it zoom. That Hubble. oh no, sorry, this was actually by Harold Boren. Yeah. Um, boring, I think yeah. we found it on Wikipedia, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, we just Googled Karina image and this yeah. was one that came up and it was spectacular. So but that wee globule up in the corner, let me up in the corner yeah. there, Carl, if you can point it out one more time. Yeah, just up here. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. this region here. Yeah. So the fact that it can get such a small area with that much detail in it, it's I, like, it's I, incredible. It, I've, really, I've been it waiting. inspires yeah. me. Every time I see yeah. this, I really, really yeah. feel inspired. I've been waiting for these images to come out for a long time. Like, And part two with astrophotographer Cahill Bourne is available now as part of Space Week Bonanza 2022 at the CAM Projects. Do go and check out Cahill Bourne's work on his Instagram at spaced out of it and you'll find some beautiful images that Carl has been putting together over the last couple of years and do make sure to check out his online exhibition hosted by the Can Projects at canprojectsinfo.wixsite.com forward slash canprojects forward slash astro that's camprojectsinfo.wixsite.com forward slash camprojects forward slash astro. And you'll get lots of beautiful images from Cahill Bourne. There are video interviews, explanations of how the images are put together and explanations about equipment and a bunch of really inspiring content. Thanks so much, Cahill Bourne, Instagram, spaced out of it. Projects email is canprojects.info at gmail.com and you'll find a link to the Can Projects website in the description. All the best.